Good evening, and welcome to our podcast, 172, written October 22, 2023. The title of our podcast today is A Living Name, A Dead Body. What I mean by a living name, they have a great reputation, lots of church members, but spiritually dead and or dying. Being a part from Christ, John 15, 5, read it. Reading my key scripture here, and unto the angel of the church of Sardis, Right. These things saith he that hath the key, hath the seven spirits, rather, of God, and the seven stars. I know thy works, that thou hast a name, that thou livest, and art dead. Be watchful, and strengthen the things which remain, that are ready to die. For I have not found thy works perfect before God. Remember, therefore, how thou hast received and heard, and hold fast, and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. Thou hast a few names, even in Sardis, which have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Revelation 3, 1 through 6. Read it. A living name or a dead body. The meaning of a living name is to have a great reputation. She's an active church big membership, great works among men. Then we later find out that their spiritual life is dead. Wake up, revive what few you have alive. See, not all are dead. See, they're not doing the works of the spirit. You remember in my last couple of podcasts, we talked about the church of Laodicea and the church of Philadelphia, how some of the same attributes and things that were happening in the churches of those days, they are still happening in the churches today. Case and point. We see a church on the corner that appears to be alive and well. They appear to be thriving, but what you don't see is inwardly, 
they are spiritually dead. Uh, Brother Gene, how could you say that those people are dead spiritually when they're doing the works of God? They're feeding the people. They're healing the people. They rejoice to show they are filled with the Spirit. Some jumping up and down, jumping over pews, shouting hallelujah, casting out devils, doing all those wonderful things. How can you say that? Well, when we look at Jesus Christ and his disciples, his apostles now, who were also filled with the Holy Spirit, did they put on a show like that? What did they do? They laid hands on the sick, they healed them, they cast out devils, they did beautiful works of God. The people who supposedly are filled with the Spirit today isn't more, is more so a show and tell. Look what I did. Than a do and done, aka walk the walk. If the devil has got your head in a vice, some terminal illness, let's say, and he tells you that he will let you go and restore you if you say or do a certain thing, do you not think that if Satan is the one causing the pain and or disease, that if you bow down to him, he'd restore your health? just for your worship, obedience to him, to have you accredit the devil's work unto him as God? False Christ will come to the law and to the testimony if they speak and or do, I added do, not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. Isaiah 8.20. Remember that. It's a paraphrase. Read it. In essence, you can't accept part of Jesus. But you have to take the whole Jesus Christ. Jesus nor his apostles sought self-glory. Listen, there's nothing wrong with being on fire as a church as long as that fire is kindled by the Holy Spirit. Remember, don't be like Nadad and Abihu in the Bible. You remember what happened? The sons of Aaron who took strange fire and put it upon God's altar. And they went up being, they wind up rather being destroyed as the real fire of God came down and devoured them. They died for their disobedience. You don't have to. Just repent now. You don't pretend or put together a fake service in God's house today, basically. Read Leviticus 10, 1 and 2 about Nadad and Abihu. Paraphrased. Like God said to Laodicea, I wish you were hot or, or, or cold, but she wasn't. She was lukewarm, nasty, 
So he decided to spit her out, putting it mildly. Today, to put it grossly, you go inside, you find this beautiful house full of dead men's bones. What I mean by that? They can look good from the outside looking in. They appear to be alive and well, but inwardly, spiritually, their faith, truth, and obedience to the Holy Spirit is lacking. Spiritually, today, I believe God sees us as the repeat of the days of Ezekiel, whereas the enemy has slain many in the church. We're still standing. We're still walking around. We appear to be alive, but we're spiritually dead. Let's look at what Ezekiel saw. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones, and say to them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinew upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath into you, and you shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. The story doesn't end there, ladies and gentlemen. The prophet Ezekiel prophesied as he was instructed. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise. And, a, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, this I knew, and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and stood up on their feet, an exceedingly great army. Ezekiel 37, 1-10 read it. So the church has to shore up those weak areas and remove the dead weight. So she she will be a, a well-oiled functioning body in these last days. By the way, that oil, of course, being filled 
with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit of God. He warns us when he was talking to the Church of Philadelphia just last week in our podcast that there will come a time that we will keep his church, that he will keep his church, rather, from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Revelation 3.10. Paraphrase. Read it. So we can't pretend to play church. We got to be church. And, and we've got to be prepared for the coming crisis. So it's not the fastest growing church that we need to focus on, but the church that adhere to the word of God. They that not only talk the talk, but also walk the walk. And if you will live like Christ, you're going to be persecuted. That's when you know you're on the right track. If the devil ain't bothering you, you better check yourself. He may already have you. I want to turn your attention to a certain church growth rate. The church is growing at the rate of 35,000 born-again members per day. That's enough members, if you put them in perspective, to fill 175 U.S. churches daily, daily, with an average membership of about 200. That's just one denomination, so it, it would overfill the average U.S. church today with all them combined with membership with an average of 200 or so members. Though the church is growing in other parts of the world, but are they adhering to thus say the Lord Jesus Christ? What? Are we doing lip service and not walking the walk? We know in the last days, the desolate bun woman, false church, will appear to have more children than the married free woman, true church. Isaiah 54 chapter. Read the whole thing. Read it all. And hang in there, free woman. The Lord has your back. You know, being from a farmer's perspective, the wild weeds grow much faster than the cultivated plants. We're not here to judge anybody, but it makes you wonder the many churches that are blossoming all over the world, do they adhere to the word of God? To take it a step further, being called Christian, but is Jesus Christ? missing in their lives? Does, does their good works to help others come unconditionally? Or rather, do they seek a return on their investment? Will they come before God in the last day and say, Lord, Lord, did we not cast out devils, feed the hungry, care for the needy, just to hear him say, depart from me, I never knew you, Matthew 7, 21 through 23. 
paraphrase, read it. Keep this in mind. Jesus said it better that you enter into life crippled and or maimed than you enter, than your entire body rather go to hell. If that arm offend you, chop it off. You might go into heaven with a, you know, one less arm, but you can always restore that, you know. Read Matthew 5, 29 and 30. Paraphrase, read it. Therefore, when a member of, or leader, for that matter, do bad things as a child of hell or make a mess in the church, the church body has to come together and say, we've got to remove this threat. We have to got we, we have got to cut this bad finger off or bad arm off, if you will, spiritually speaking. We we don't kick folk out of the church per se, but we gotta stop what they're doing because it's it's ruining the church. Because it's causing the rest of the body to suffer. Listen, no church is immune. Satan is an equal opportunity devil. We just went through a similar situation ourselves. We are currently in restoral mode ourselves. God is blessing. So don't tell me that the church don't function well when she obeys the word of God. She's going to function well. God saw Sardis as dead, or should I say partly dead. Because he did say, shore up that which is living. So some parts of the Sardis church membership, God saw some life, some good being done. There are some churches today that are going, that are doing rather good, but not 100%. So, so God admonishes us to hold fast to that which is good. Stick to the game plan if you will. Stay faithful, stay focused. Restore those weak and are dying. Being the God of the living, his focus is not on the dead, but to help those who are about to die and the living. Prune, shape them up, if you will. We from the country, we say trim the fat. The city folk might say, trim the hedges. <laughs> he wants us to, he wants us, he may come as a thief. In essence, he may catch us asleep or unaware of our sad state and cut us off. Some of you can relate to this as I'm speaking. You may see some deadness in your church or some deadness in churches you know of. We're not here to judge. We're here to say, thus say the Lord. If God say they're dead, they're dead. Clean up your house, set your house in order, stop it, or bring that problem to a resolution. After you've identified those dead leaves, branches, weeds, or grass, a.k.a. tares, don't worry about cleaning up, bundling up, or burning them. The Lord says, let them all grow together. 
he will separate them when he comes. Matthew 13, 30. Read it. Pray with me. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe you are the Son of God. I repent of my sins. Please come into my heart. I receive you now as my Lord and Savior. In your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. My friend, if you prayed that prayer, as the scriptures say, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. You are now a part of the family of God. Amen? Amen. Now, a word with my Father. Lord God, as you continue to call men out of darkness to your marvelous light in Jesus Christ, your Son, I thank you for allowing me to be a part of your ministry. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, if you or someone you know have further need of prayer, please contact us here at HeavensPrayerLink.com. We'd love to pray with you. God bless you.